Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. We praise you for your faithfulness. We want to thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen. I'm bringing you a mystery. I call it unintended empowerment of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say unintended empowerment of the Holy Ghost. You know, I remember the first time I heard people say everything in their life, Christian life, is intentional. I was shocked that everything is intentional. I was shocked. And that is because some things can be intentional. But when you are a mover in the Holy Ghost, everything cannot be intentional. And if everything in your life is intentional, it means you will be very, very limited because intentional things are limited. I read the Bible, it said, the wind blew it where it listeth. You hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell from whence it cometh and whither it goeth. And he says, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. If he says you cannot tell from whence it cometh and whither it goeth, it means there will be many, many things in your life that will be unintentional. Listen, may God bring you into a realm where things can happen that are unintentional. When Pharaoh released the children of Israel to go, <laughs> it was unintentional. He didn't want to do it. He was forced to do it. Today I'm going to be talking about unintentional empowerment of the Holy Ghost. How you are getting into a realm today where people unintended, I beg your pardon, unintended, unintended, unintended empowerment of the Holy Ghost. You are going into a place today where people will do for you in 2021 things they never believed they would do. Something will move them. They won't know what moved them. A, a, wind, a wind will move them. The spirit of God will move them. Circumstances will move them. They will do things for you and then when they finish, they will say, why did we do it? Like the children of Israel who left the, the land of Egypt and they were going into the promised land. And my Bible said that after they left, the Egyptians said, what mistake have we done? Let's go after them and let's bring them back. But it was too late. That is what is going to happen to you. Unintended empowerment of the Holy Ghost. That sudden, spontaneous, unexpected manifestations of the Holy Ghost were common in the days of the apostles and will be common in your life in 2021. And my belief for you is for God to do some things in your life suddenly. An example of those sudden explosions of the Holy Ghost was when Peter went to the household of Cornelius and was preaching and the Holy Ghost fell on them and they spoke in tongues and magnified God. To be honest with you, if it was left with only those Jews, Cornelius' house would not receive any Holy Ghost. If it was left with only those Jews. Cornelius' house will not receive the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost overtook the expectations of Peter, overtook the expectations of the Jews 
that went with him, they could not stop it. The sudden move of God was so fast. It was so fast that the doubting Jews in the audience could not stop Peter from baptizing the Gentiles who had just received the gospel of Jesus Christ. The thing was so fast they couldn't stop it. And uh, I'm really believing God that this year, before any antagonist or any stopper or any blocker will open his eyes, God has finished with me already. That God will bless me before they wake up. That God will bless me before they know it. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus. Somebody will release something to you before they realize it's a mistake. They will release a check and say, what mistake did we do? They will release some money and say, what did we do? They will release your wife to you and say, what did we do? Listen, a certain in-law is about to release your wife to you and say, what did we do? Release your husband to you and say, what did we do? The devil is about to set somebody free. And after the person is free, the devil says, what did I just do? Now, so here is Peter, who was not too used to Gentiles. He finds himself in, in, in Cornelius' house. And the Bible said that while Peter yet speak these words, I like that. While Peter yet speak these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. So it, it was unintentional, unintended on Peter's side. Unintended, unintended, unintentional. See them as things are be using interchangeably. But today, I'm talking about unintended in the sense that the one who is imparting the thing to you did not intend to give it to you like that. So here is Peter who is preaching. Maybe he's even thinking that these, um, what is the name, Gentiles, he's just coming to introduce them to the Jews, sorry, to the Gentiles, and then maybe the Gentiles will say, this is a good message, maybe come to us again, and then we will, we will, we will, we will take a decision. But the Bible said, whilst he was just speaking these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. You know, people, I, I'm just believing God that from today, or this year in particular, you will have some unusual Christianity. Unusual, unusual, unusual Christianity. Some unintended manifestations of God that you will go into a meeting and while the preacher is here preaching, deliverances are taking place. Salvation is... You know, look at our... Our Christianity is boring. Somebody will give their life to Christ only when an altar call is made. So, the preacher will finish preaching. I know many times people will tell me, oh, daddy, it's long since you did altar call. To be honest with you, if you were not born again until they do altar call, then you don't want to be saved. Because in the ministry of Jesus, it was the people that they literally attacked him. Whilst he's preaching, sir, what would I do to be saved? There's no law in this room that shows that if somebody is convicted, the person cannot walk up here and say, I want to be born again. Zacchaeus, who did an altar call, the man himself ran and climbed up a tree. So you can be preaching and while you are speaking, somebody gets up from the, from the crowd and comes and says, Master, why is that too long? I want to give my life to Christ. I want to repent. What should I do to be saved? Many of our things are controlled. Many of our things are controlled. I, I don't know what I'm personally going to do with it, but 
I think the program lineup we have, praise and worship, word, ministration, offering, I think that the thing is becoming a very major strong stumbling block in the things of God. And sometimes we say, okay, the prayer is going to take 10 minutes. The worship is going to take 10 minutes. But let's say if everybody is in the spirit, everybody's in the spirit, everybody's anointed, we will just come here and allow God to do what he wants to do. And that is the time gifts will be on earth. Spiritual gifts will come up. Spiritual gifts will come alive because, you see, as we are sitting here now, unless you are in the program, if you have a prophecy, you can't release it. No, to be serious, to be honest with you, no matter what you receive today, if you open your mouth, Osha will put you to the ground. If the usher who doesn't put you to the ground, I, I will direct the usher to stop you or to montaka you. You, you. you understand what I'm saying? So if you decide to snatch prophecy away, when I didn't say carry prophecy. <laughs> now, so the, the, the liberty, the freedom is just not there. Now, so whilst Peter was yet speaking while peter may you receive some more while they were yet speaking so you are believing god for a miracle you are the only one who knows that you have a certain disease and god must heal you why must you wait for healing time before you are healed while the word of god is being preached you must be sitting there and receive your word so while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them, fed, the, the Holy Ghost fell on them, all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the Holy Ghost. Verse number 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God, then answered Peter. So Peter answered. Then answered Peter. Can any man forbid that they should be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And they were and they prayed that he should tarry with them a few days or certain days so while peter yet speak everything happened cornelius's house received the unintended unintended in the sense that peter did not intend it and unintentional in the sense that they didn't even know anything about the holy ghost they, they didn't know what was going on so it was unintentional on their part unintended in the sense that the one who wanted to give it to you did not even know you were going to have it and unintentional in the sense that you are going to get something you didn't prepare for something you didn't know was coming something you were you you had not premeditated and you didn't even know was coming so the unintended empowerment is where a person receives an the person who is uh, releasing the impartation 
the person who is um, imparting the empowerment does not intend to do so so i want you to turn to somebody and say you will give me what you didn't intend come on say it. you will give me what you, you didn't intend how many of you have ever given money to somebody and you regretted later you gave it to them and after they left you said what did i do what happened the thing is it was unintended but god decided to bless the person come on clap your hands and praise god that is when you you you, you are just there and you somebody does something for you and the thing is completely unintended god moves the person so cornelius house receives the unintended empowerment from um, peter's perspective Okay. So whilst he was yet preaching, whilst he was yet ministering, the power of the Holy Ghost came upon Cornelius' household. God exceeded the expectation of Peter and exceeded the expectation of the Jews that were with him. When you read Luke chapter 6 and the verse number 38, the Bible said, give and it shall be given unto you. The Lord opened this scripture to me. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom. Uh -uh. Now, I notice people. Normally, people will not like to give you good measure. They will not like to give you pressed down. They will never like to give you shaken together. And men will not like to give to you running over. But when your ways please God... God will let people give to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Listen, from today, may nobody ever open their wallet and give you 10 Ghana. Obia Shada wallet any 10 Ghana. So he said, Give and it shall be given unto you. good measure somebody shout good measure so if it is the anointing good measure press down shaking together running over shall men give into your bosom so god asked elijah elijah asked elijah ask what you want me to give to you and that man was audacious he said give me two times or double the spirit that is upon you i, I know that for many of you what we would have said is that if i can even get one quarter of what you are carrying and i have heard people tell me that daddy oh the anointing you carry if i can get just one quarter why do you need one quarter if you can get double so receive double in the name of jesus and people sometimes you know you stand here we lay hands on you and because we didn't say double you don't know that you just walked away with double of what the preacher is carrying you are walking away with double the anointing that is upon the preacher double the spirit that is upon the preacher but because the preacher did not intend it the preacher did not say it the preacher did not work it out you did not even believe that that is what you received but on that day you actually received double give 
and it shall be given unto you good measure so from today may you receive good measure of salvation good measure of blessing good measure of the anointing good measure of favor that anything you are receiving in life may you receive good measure may you receive the press down may you receive it shaking together and may you receive it running over from today that is your portion you will not receive little things you will not receive small things you will be receiving things in the overflow dimensions if you can clap your hands the power of god is upon you in the name of jesus good measure press down shaking together running over shall men give into your bosom and i don't know anybody who makes a mistake and lays hands on you you are not receiving a little of the anointing you are receiving everything you are receiving huge quantities you are receiving loads of the anointing am i talking to somebody you are receiving the quantity and the grace that can touch continents and touch nations that is what you are receiving in the name of the lord jesus christ if you can clap your hands that is the power of god upon your life he said give and it shall be given to you now the thing that will be given to you it goes is good measure somebody shout it again good measure come on say it good measure say it again good measure and somebody say press down somebody say shaking together and then the last word is the powerful one running over let men give that one into your bosom from today what they are giving to you is what they didn't intend to give i prophesy over your life you are going to receive what you did somebody's going to give you what they did not intend they will give you a contract they didn't intend they will put an anointing upon your life they didn't intend they will lay hands on you and in the name of jesus something you didn't intend is going to come upon you receive it in the name of the lord jesus come on say unintended blessing come on shout it again unintended blessing give it to you and after that they say it was a mistake give it shall be given to you good measure press down shaking together and running over there is nothing wrong with walking about in life and saying you know what anything that is coming to me must be running over <laughs> running over may you receive everything running over everything running over running over in the family running over in your business running over in your finances running over in your health running over in your anointing running over in your preaching running over in your teaching everything you are receiving is in the overflow dimensions somebody that is clapping your hands that thing is coming upon you in the name of jesus good measure pressed down shaking together and running over now look at this if it has said give and it shall be given unto you good measure press down shaking together and running over shall god give unto you we know that he's able to do exceeding abundantly far above all that we ask him or think but the bible here didn't say god will give you good measure it didn't say god will give you press down it didn't say god will give you shaking together he didn't say god will give you running over he said shall men shall men I, I know i know i know many of you are always um, in a hurry to bring god into the equation and i, I like that I, I like 
the way we rush God into everything. Huh? That is why you see um, behind every trotro, they write everything by God. Everything by God. There used to be a man in Bogatanga. He's, he's taxi. Akwe Allah. And everybody used to call the man Akwe Allah. Everything by God. God can do it. With God, all things are possible. So I know that. And I know the way we easily rush God into, into things. The only unfortunate thing is that many times we deal with human beings than we deal with God. Every day when you get up in your life, it is human beings you deal with from morning to night. And then you must force yourself to be conscious of the existence of God. That most of the things you are doing and most of the things people do with you, God is behind the scenes. And sometimes we talk about behind the scenes and we talk about God is behind the scenes. Now, I don't know why you are so nervous about dealing with people and knowing it's human beings you are engaging. God has blessed you, that is true. But it is human beings that God uses to bless you. And human beings are so selfish. They would never like to bless you beyond themselves. And when I look at the human beings I see on earth, what they have cannot fulfill my vision until they begin to give me more than what they are thinking, more than what they are intending, more than what they naturally would like to do. You see, the nature of a human being, natural inclination, natural desires, human beings will not give to you naturally what, 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 what God wants them to give to you. They won't want to give you press down. They will not like to give you shaking over. They will, not, they will not like to give you shaking together. They will not like to give you running over unless the supernatural power of God moves over their lives. And many times that is the way it is. You don't get what you deserve. And um, you don't get what you labor for. But you can come to a place in the realm of the spirit and in prayer where when Jacob gives you Leah, you will insist it is Rachel you deserve. When you wake up in the morning and the baby that is lying by you is dead, you will go to Solomon and say, Solomon, the dead baby is not mine. The living one is my own. I came to talk to somebody today that you yourself must know what you deserve. You, you understand what I'm saying? You must know what you deserve. Looking at the amount of prayer you pray, your righteousness, the holiness, the power of the kingdom of God in your life, there is no way the devil should allow unbelievers to be blessed more than you are receiving. In your case, it is not that God doesn't want to bless you. The devil has touched people, the devil has moved people, and they are blessing unbelievers and they are promoting unbelievers. And you are still sitting where you are sitting, but today you are placing a demand and you are saying, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into my bosom. And tonight, the place where it is men, you are going to remove men, and you are going to put somebody's name there, a certain man's name there, a certain woman's name there, a certain brother's name there, a certain government's name there, and you are going to say, you have robbed me of my blessings for a very long time, and I pray right now in the name of Jesus, may God move you to give me honey intended blessing that you will give me the blessing you will give me the anointing you will give me the empowerment even without noticing it can somebody clap your hands and praise god now listen look at somebody who is going to heaven 
He's going to heaven. The, 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 the chariot and the whirlwind are taking him away. And Elijah said, give me double of the spirit that is upon you. You know what he said? You have asked a hard thing. Now, why is it a hard thing? Is it too difficult for God to give somebody twice the anointing that is upon Elijah? In, in the first place, what did Elijah himself do to receive that anointing? We don't know. But he's saying that it's going to be a hard thing for you to receive, for, for, for me to give you or for you to receive twice what is upon my head. Now, this man is going to heaven. Now he's going to heaven. Let's look at it. Because he's going to heaven, even if Elisha operates in twice the anointing, it won't affect Elijah in any way. In the case of Jesus and John the Baptist, when John the Baptist received or had a higher anointing than John the Baptist, the Bible said, God does not give Jesus Christ the spirit with measure. So Jesus definitely is far more anointed than John the Baptist. And Jesus Christ, John the Baptist was the one who introduced Jesus Christ to the world and said, this man will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now Jesus Christ comes, the anointing came upon him, and then very soon his ministry overtook the ministry of, um, of, of John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is standing and saying that I am not the bridegroom, but I'm the friend of the bridegroom. And the bridegroom's friend rejoices because of the bridegroom who is in the tent. Now, this is John the Baptist. So Jesus said, of all that are born of women, there is not a greater than John the Baptist. And he told them, but Elijah has already come. And they did not recognize him. And that Elijah he was talking about was John the Baptist. Now he's saying that John the Baptist is the greatest man that was ever born. And that is because the attitude of John the Baptist, no other person could have handled that, not even Elijah. The reason Elijah is saying it is a difficult thing is that can you imagine Elijah in the days of his discouragement when the man is running around and saying, Lord, I want to die, I want to kill, Lord, kill me, and so on and so forth. I've become like one of my fathers. Can you imagine if in those days and Elisha had arisen in ministry with double the spirit that is upon Elijah and Elijah has not gone to heaven and the power that Elisha carries is double I'm sure envy and discouragement may even kill Elijah but he's going to heaven and he's saying it is a hard thing that means today it is likely that many of the anointed people, many of the anointed people may not intentionally give you an anointing that is higher than the one they carry. Now, I want you to think for once. Do you think you are going to come to me and I'm going to lay my hands on you and say intentionally, you must receive double the spirit that is upon me. Now, if you receive it, what happens to me? You have retired me. Have I told you I want to retire? So, Elijah is going with the thing. He's, he's actually going with the mantle because the Bible said the mantle fell. Today, may God cause them to release the anointing in the name of Jesus. Whether it is the anointing of the Spirit of God, whether it is wisdom, whether it is whatever, may they receive it in the name of Jesus.
come on anybody that clapped your hand something fell on you know what i am not necessarily saying that senior people and bigger people don't want others to receive the anointing they carry but it is a possibility that human nature they will not like you to be higher than them even when you are their biological children sometimes it's very difficult for them to wish that you are greater than them but the will of god is that every generation that comes up the glory of the latter house must be greater than the glory of the former so then the people that impart the anointing must be spiritual enough to understand that if somebody is higher than them they're better for everybody but in the natural god wants you to receive unintended anointing another reason and this one is a tricky one I, i'm now talking as if i'm talking to pastors it's almost as if i'm in a pastor's retreat another reason why you can only receive unintended anointings that are big is because the ones who carry the anointing sometimes many of them don't even understand the anointing so how to impart the anointing they don't know they don't know how to give it to somebody it's, it's just like it's not every professor who can teach you to become a professor and and it's not every doctor who can teach you to become a doctor they know it they have it how to carry it they understand but how to impart it to another they cannot so you ask him well you raise cripples you open the eyes of the blind how do i do it he will tell you it just happens how do you do it he says lay your hands on them and it will happen you will go and lay your hands lay your legs lay your stomach and nothing is happening because they don't know how to teach it i believe you've been blessed by this message for further information please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com god bless you richly